Hello and welcome to another episode of the IWP Files, the Alumni Spotlight series, where we delve into the successes, the challenges, the advice, and the lessons learned from a national security graduate's perspective. My name is Katie Bridges. Today, I have the pleasure of hosting Bella Grabowski, a 2023 graduate of the Institute of World Politics. Bella is the very first graduate of our online Professional Master of Arts program in Statecraft and Strategy. Um, Bella is currently working in the government affairs space with Intelsat. Um, Bella, thank you so much for coming today. It's thank you for to having you. me. Yeah, great to see you too. Um, so I'd love to just start out by um, hearing a little bit about your work right now. I know that you have experience both in the government and the private sector, and right now you're working in government affairs. So tell us a little, little bit about that. Tell us about the issues you're working on. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, right now I work in as a government affairs manager at Intelsat. So we focus in on just space policy in general across the board. Um, and satellite policy and just space policy in general is just really interesting and fascinating area to be in and to be focused in on, honestly, especially with everything going on right now with SpaceX to Maxar to, to what we're doing here to today. Um, but I'll take a step back a little bit and just talk about my journey just because I think it's it's important to highlight that there are different ways to get to government affairs without working on the Hill and things like that. So my career in D.C. basically started off uh, when I was working for Grant Thornton, which is mostly known as a public accounting firm. Um, but I focused in on some State Department contracts, HHS contracts, uh, focusing in on uh, fraud, waste, and abuse, actually. So that was my main start. And then I was there for about a year. Enjoyed the work there very much, but I got a political appointment with the Trump administration where I got to work in the Undersecretary of Acquisitions and Sustainment. So that was actually when Operation Warp Speed was going on. So I was tasked out to uh, the small business office which was a great way to kind of learn what national security process looks like, which I think really prepared me for what I do now. Because um, after the administration turned over, I, I had to leave and then essentially come back to the Pentagon in relatively the same office where I worked on foreign investment reviews. So Committee on Foreign Investment, or CFIUS, for those who are familiar with that, uh, was part of my portfolio where we review uh, transactions that have 10% or more foreign ownership. So that was also really interesting work, and that was just kind of how I got to utilize a lot of what I, my studies were at IWP um, and learn about the national security policy process and just the way government agencies interact with each other, which I think is still complementary, especially for government affairs. So even though I interact with the Hill almost every day, I do interact with government agencies as well. So it's, it's just a great, great place to be right now, I think, especially in the satellite world. That's awesome. Well, thank you for explaining that. I feel like a lot of people do start out on the Hill before they go into government affairs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, but I mean, there are different paths to get there. And I think that that's something that uh, IWP has actually taught me too, that there are different tools for statecraft, just like there is there are different tools for government affairs as well. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. So, so tell me a little bit about the different space issues that are going on right now that you're looking at and, and keeping tabs on. Yeah, sure. So I think one of the uh, big things that happened a couple years ago was just SpaceX in general. And commercializing launch, I think, provided a lot of opportunity for the space ecosystem. So you have new entrants into the market, which is great. And then you have incumbents like Intelsat that have been there for a long time. But we've been, you know, with these lower barriers to entry, we're able to launch more satellites and operate them as well, which I think is crucial to what we, what we see nowadays, too. To build out the infrastructure, you need a lot of people and you need a multifaceted uh, organization. 
uh, and just a consortium of people that are willing to do so. So that's one of the big things that we're tracking is to make sure that commercial entrants are allowed into the market, that it's not just dominated by government, but not only that, but that there's a partnership with government because government still needs satellite, the satellite industry just as much as the satellite industry needs the government. So I think that that's one of the big things that we're focusing in on right now. And for the satellite community as a whole, um, there is a lot going on with broadband. And right now with the way requirements are set up, it's geared towards uh, more of the telecommunication companies as a whole and the uh, mobile networks to gain access to that market. And satellite industry is a great complement to that. And I think that with the new innovation that we have with more launches coming up, I think that that's gonna be greater for, for everybody as a whole. So you'll have seamless connectivity throughout. So that's something that we're focusing in on as well. That's awesome. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so how did you get interested in space policy? It started off when I watched Apollo 13 as a child. Um, I knew I, I couldn't be an astronaut. I don't know. I would, that, that part of it kind of scares me actually going there. But I always wanted to be in the know and kind of be on the ground uh, to look up and see what's up there, right? So <laughs> that, that was a big reason why I decided to go into space policy. And you could even ask my mom this too. She she uh, would ask me every day, like, what I want to do. And I said, I want to work for NASA. I want to work for the space industry. So I didn't know how I was going to get there because I don't have an engineering background, but I always enjoyed the policy part of it and the diplomatic side of it as well. So that was a big driver for me and just kind of how I stumbled. I really did kind of stumble into it, but what I learned throughout the course of my career so far um, is just making sure that, you know, you don't close every single door, you don't open every single door, but just knowing which one to open and which one to close is what's important. And I think your subconscious will kind of take over there because, I you know, starting off here in D.C., I wasn't thinking space policy. I was just thinking government. That's it. And then here I am doing both. So it's it's been great. It's been great. That's so cool. Well, congratulations for, you know, finding your, you know, working your way into this field. Um, so how did grad school fit into all of this? I, I understand you took a little break between college and then you worked for a little bit and then grad school. So tell me how that all came about. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to go back to school. It was just a debate between law school or a different graduate program or an MBA. And I took, I took some time and I'm really glad I did just because I'm glad I didn't jump into anything. National security and diplomacy were some were two things that were very important to me just growing up and I being Polish by by background I think was a big driver behind that so I'm first generation I'm from Chicago originally that's where I was born my parents uh, both immigrated from Poland um, so and they actually both met in Chicago too so I we have a lot of history there and over there there's a big Polish community for those who aren't familiar there's I think they're the second most populous in Polish people uh, after Warsaw, which is crazy to think, which is pretty crazy to think about. But that's kind of what I grew up getting used to that. And I went out to school in L.A. for, for undergrad. Um, so not as big of a Polish community there either. But once I, you know, kind of figured out that I was going to root down here for a little bit, I was looking for a new community. And I literally Googled Polish community. And then IWP came up and actually your dad came up. <laughs> and, and so I emailed him just saying, you know, I really want to meet you. I hear you're first generation. Then he sat down and talked to me for like probably two hours, which was great. And wasn't even really talking about IWP in general, but I just got a great feel for the school and the community that exists out there, not just Polish community, but just uh, what the school's about. And that's really what uh, drove me to apply and, and eventually go to school and get my degree here. So. Wow. That's really cool. And and for anyone who doesn't know my father that Bella referred to as John Lenchowski, who is now the chancellor of the school. Um, 
That's wild. Um, and so tell me, what was it like going to grad school, um, especially after taking a break for a year from school? Well, I was kind of eager to get back to school. And, and honestly, at that time, I was working at the Pentagon. That was when I was political there. And that actually complemented my, my work very well, just because I was learning about the Pentagon because that was my first stint there. And then also just anything to do with the national security policy process and just national security in general, what the issues are and current day past, I think was really complementary to what I was doing. So that, that was a great, great program. Honestly, all I, I really enjoyed all of them, but the ones that stuck out to me was probably geography and strategy. I really thought that it was just going to be maps the whole time and studying maps, which which it was partially, but that it was it was nice to kind of see the integration and the importance of the of geopolitics with a map and with the history. It all comes together, and then that's how you formulate policy. So that's something that really kind of stuck out to me is what what are the root causes, and that's a lot of what I do right now too in the policy world is figuring out the root cause and a solution. And that that class, although pretty high level at times, was very important to me to recognize, you know, what the roots are and where to go with that. So I'd say that one was very important. And um, Professor Bradley's economics class, I think, was really great. I, I was, in undergrad, I was a major in, in economics and Spanish. So it was nice to kind of put both of those tools together in, in at IWP, but specifically with that class and with what I was doing in, at, at CPIUS too uh, at that point in time was was very important. I think that you saw the collaboration and, and importance of money and investment in, in national security and diplomacy, because I think that that's not something that's taught everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Were you able to, I know that sometimes students will tailor the papers they're writing to kind of what they're doing at work or the area that they're interested in. Did you tailor any of your studies toward either what you were doing at work or towards space policy? Yeah, actually, I so I took um, Professor Schroeder's uh, defense budgeting class, I believe. Yeah, um, it was defense budgeting. It was one of the last classes I took here at IWP, but it was probably the, the most beneficial to what I do right now. Just, again, learning about the policy process and how that works and the power of the purse. I think it kind of combined my two favorite topics yeah, <laughs> into <awesome>. one. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the defense budgeting class was very helpful, and I actually wrote about Intelsat and the commercialization of uh, the satellite world and... and and not only the satellite world, but also space policy and how that implicates or could potentially implicate budgeting for DOD too. So I, I really enjoyed that class as well and really enjoyed writing the paper actually. Got to repurpose it a couple times, which was awesome. So is there anything, um, anything that you've done differently at work as a result of your education at IWP? Yeah, I think so. I think it really taught me how to connect the dots, which is, again, a lot A lot of what I do in government affairs. A lot of it's just knowing where to go, who to talk to, and um, and what policy to implement and where, um, and whether it's going to be standards approach or if it's going to be through Congress or if it's going to be through an executive agency. I think that knowing that all those different tools of statecraft exist even within government, I think, is really important. That's something that really stuck out to me, too, from IWP. And also understanding uh, the geopolitical landscape, I think, is something that was really good that IWP does a great job at. And to, to your point earlier, you know, you really get to focus in on what you want uh, and what you really want out of the program, um, whether it's, you know, I, I focus in a lot of, on space policy, budgeting um, from that side of, that I get to use at work. But then from a cultural standpoint, I also got to take a couple classes with Professor Hodakiewicz uh, just on the intermarium and my, my Polish background too, which was really great. So you get, you get a little bit of both here at IWP. So that's great. And that's great. 
And so you started out in person and then you switched to our online program. And so tell me about how the online program was as opposed to the in-person and what it was like being in the online program, but still here in town. So it was actually great, especially with, with the work that I do. It's really hard to find time uh, to, to come out here. And I frankly, I don't have a car, so it makes it even harder, <laughs> which um, no, no complaints on that front. But um, it did make it a lot more flexible. You know, if I was like stuck in the office or something that I could take uh, the class from there or take it from home if I'm really tired. So I, I think it's really great for those that are especially working full time. It's, it's very flexible. And the nice part is if you ever want to come here to campus, it's right here. So I'm still here every once in a while, go to the talks or, you know, if I really want to sit in a, on a class, I could come here too. And the community makes it possible too. And I got to attend my graduation, which was awesome. So yeah, no, it's, it's a really, really great option. So just because you're here doesn't mean you have to be in person. Um, it's nice to have that flexibility where you get both. Awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations on being thank the you. first one. <laughs> so cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any advice for someone who's looking to get into your career path, either into the government affairs space or into space policy? Yeah. So I would say um, cold email people, um, talk to them, you know, over LinkedIn. It's all about who you know, and it's not necessarily to get you the job. Um, a lot of the the, a big reason why I decided to take this career route was because I talked to people that worked in different fields. So talk to someone, I didn't like what they were doing. I couldn't see myself do it. Then, you know, close that door and then go to the next person. Then it's just all about talking to people and figuring out what you want to do. And that's a big reason why I also decided to go to the school too, is just like getting other people's advice on what their career path was. And, and it's okay to take the unbeaten path. There, there are so many ways to get to where I, you know, to, to get to where I'm at right now. Like, like I was saying earlier, some people come from the hills, some people come from purely lobbying, some people come from law firms. So there, there's so many different options. And I think that IWP and actually the career services that you offer are, are great too, because that's where I was exposed to, you know, all, all the different instruments in that regard as well. So I, I think that utilizing the career services was, was a great, great option too. So tell me a little bit about your experience with the career services, if you could. Yeah, sure. So uh, originally, when I started the program, I really thought that I was going to go to uh, go through the ROTC program here. And I started to do the paperwork and looking at different um, MOSs and uh, different opportunities on, on that route. And then um, the because IWP uh, works with Georgetown and the Hoya Battalion. So I had a couple of friends who did it at, at Georgetown in undergrad, but then the nice part is, you know, I didn't even know that graduate programs even offer that. So it was great to hear that IWP did. So actually I scheduled my appointment to get my physical maps and everything, but then I got the political appointment. So that's, that's the only reason why I decided not to go that route, but that was all through the career services actually. So that's always an option. I think that um, it's, it's a great, great program too. That's great. Well, congratulations on your appointment. That's Thank such you. a good opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. So what advice could you give to a new student who's joining IWP to kind of get the most out of their education here during their studies? Um, I would say just find a professor that you find would be the most helpful. And that's not to say that no one is or no or everybody is or that that kind of thing. But just if there are certain things that you want to study and focus in on, find that professor that is willing to do that for you because everybody is, you just got to tell them what you want, basically. And so that, that'll that that'll happen. And I think that that's the most important thing to keep in mind is I, I had a couple of professors that were so helpful to me, uh, specifically Professor Hodekiewicz too, especially with the niche thing that I really wanted to study. He made it happen. And that's, that's definitely possible. I know I'm not the only student that's done this before. 
So I'd say that, that that's probably my, my biggest nugget of advice. That's good. Good for you for being proactive <laughs> and figuring it all out. Oh, my gosh. Um, so tell me a little bit about the best parts of your job, what makes it great, and then what are some of the challenges that you face? So I would say just government affairs as a whole is a very social job. Um, you talk to a lot of people from different, not only the satellite community or the space industry, but just from all different parts of government affairs. So that that's a really fun part of my job. So there's always something going on, especially now that, you know, COVID's not really a thing anymore. Things are opened up again and get to go to a lot of talks and conferences are great too. Great way to meet people, great way to collaborate on certain initiatives, especially for an industry that's so multifaceted. You have your launchers, your rocket builders, your operators, your manufacturers. So you have everybody in the same room doing that together. So that's always really fun with, with the job. Um, and it's less of a competitive nature at times, I think uh, more so than any other industry, which I really like. Everybody's usually pretty collaborative. Um, and I would say the toughest part would probably be that it's so rapid and the technology that's changing and policymakers and just policy in general can't keep up. I can't keep up either. So it's, it's fun, but the, it's it's very busy and very fast, but it's a very active active job for sure. That's awesome. It sounds like a, a really dynamic field. It is, definitely. Awesome. Great. Well, Bella, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you, hear about your experiences at work and at school, and I wish you all the best um, in, in your work. Thank you. Thank you for having me.